Hi, I'm Doug Weiss. And I'm Alvian Lyons. This is Love Life. Alvian, I know that you are blessed to have a relationship with your husband, Matt. It's extraordinary. But I wonder, how did you know (laughs) he was the one? Or did you know? My mom did. (laughs) (laughs) She did. Oh, Before you did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's in full disclosure. Okay. Okay. So I am totally going to make myself sound like a horrible person. So I'm going to tell you guys this in advance. Okay. So in my previous life, pre Jesus, (laughs) I was a different kind of person. Okay. So I was, let's see. I think I was dating three people at the same time. And as it worked out, are are you all as shocked (laughs) by this as I am? (laughs) Depending upon where you were on the ladder determined how many people you knew about ahead of you. Okay. So whoever you knew about ahead of you told you where you were on the ladder. Mm. So person number three knew about person number two and person number one, but person number one didn't know about person number two and person number three and person number two only knew about person number one. So it just depended where you were on the ladder determined who and (laughs) how many people you knew about. Wow. So I mean, how did you juggle? I was, you'd be amazed how talented women really are. (laughs) We could do a lot. The same way we could be moms and wives and professionals is the same way we could have boyfriend one, two and three simultaneously. And unlike you men, we don't forget our stories. We remember exactly what the story is. So we keep it we can keep it pretty good with all the details. And if you ask us 13 years later, we'll tell you exactly the same story. I know. That's why I would never be, you know, I would never, <laughs> I would never cheat because I couldn't remember. I couldn't, I'm so terrible at it. Stay away from it. If you're yeah. not, you've got to be good at it. And I was great at it. So, I mean, I was, and I'm sorry to confess, but you know, this is love life. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to love the life we once lived. So, you know, we don't hold anything back here, folks. <laughs> It was a different part of my life. I was in college. It was a different part of my life. So when I started dating Matt, um, I brought him home. And my mom, you know, my mom is one of those people who just has always had this incredible intuition about things. She's She can... She was one of those that even when we had friends, there were certain friends she could tell that really didn't care about us, you know, that we would be just, you know, over the moon about, and oh, she's so great. He's so this, da, 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 da. And she's like, eh, I don't really like them. And then there'd be, an- <laughs> there'd be another friend that my mom would just, she's a good one. I like her. My mom always decided who she liked based on how they loved us. And I remember her saying to me one day after Matt had been at the house and she said, he loves you. And I said, how do you know? You know, because my mom, I mean, like she's, I mean, she was a virgin when she got married. She was she, real innocent. Like she didn't date a lot. None of those things. So sometimes I would underestimate her wisdom by virtue of the fact that she had very limited experience. And they've been married. She and my dad have been married for 50 plus years. And so... When she said it, I I asked her, how do you know? And she said, I can look at the way that he looks at you and know that he sees, in essence, she said, he sees you almost as perfect. Like he, and not that he doesn't see my flaws, but he sees 
past all of my flaws into this place of perfection. Mm-hmm. And she was right. I mean, she was spot on. Sometimes when I'm having conversations with him, I would ask him, you know, what would you change about me? Like, cause I know I can be a jerk sometimes. I know I can, I'm sure of it. And he would say to me in all sincerity, there's nothing I would change about you. I mean, like in all sincerity. And so I began to realize over the years, cause we've now been together for almost 25 years. Mm. And, um, and that in his answer has never changed no matter what we've been through or what his answer has never changed. And if you ask me what I would change about him a couple of years back, I could give you an entire grocery list. But, <laughs> but now, but now I'd like, I can honestly say to you that what makes him such the ideal mate, which makes him the one is the ability to see me and still think that he sees magic. Hmm. He is fully aware of me and all of my foibles and he still looks at me like I'm magic. So for you, and not to put words in your mouth, the litmus test here is that acceptance of you. Fully. Unconditionally. Fully. And it's not, and unconditionally in the sense that I'm not asking you to put up with bad Mm -hmm. behavior because I'm totally good with you calling me on my, on the carpet about my stuff. What I mean is that I don't have to hide anything from you in order to be loved by you. And with him, I don't have to hide any element of my personhood. And then he's not. And then the other thing that's very important for a mate for me, because of the nature of what I do, because of my personality, in addition to what I do professionally, you can't be insecure. I need somebody who's not threatened by the bigness of what my world is like sometimes. And Matt is so solid. Like I used to describe him as this and then I will hush, but I, people would say to me, like, how would you, how would you define your husband? And I said, if you think about it in terms of a universe, people will always say to me, like, you have such a big personality. You're kind of like a sun inside of a universe. And I said, well, if we go with that, if I were the sun inside of the universe, Matt would be the darkness that the sun sits inside. You can only see my brightness because I rest against something so vast, so secure in who it is, that there is no competition between the blackness of the universe and the brightness of the sun. You only know how dark the universe is in its relationship to the brightness of the sun. Mm -hmm. And you only know how bright the sun is in relationship to the darkness of the universe. He is the universe I sit inside. So I need a very specific kind of partner who is not threatened by that which orbits around me inside of my world. None of that, because at the end of the day, all of this is only what it is because it's able to rest inside of you. Mm -hmm. And he's, he is where I rest really and truly. Well, there's two things I take from what you've said. First, that you have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. You have to know who you are and be who you are for anyone else to be able to appreciate you. Truly. And accept you. If we're going to do intimacy. Yeah. If we're going to do intimacy, if we're going to have a relationship at that level. And 
that the person, the idealized mate here, if you will, <laughs> has to be someone who is prepared, as you said, to accept that authentic self right. and value, invest uh, in you. Not in spite of your limitations, fully aware of, of the flaws and foibles, but with the ability to look beyond them mm. and see them as no worse, no better than any human being, because we are all fundamentally flawed. flawed. Yes. And to accept you for all the good things that you are. Mm -hmm. But I also heard you say, you know, that we have accountability to each other. Absolutely. That part of what keeps that relationship growing and affirmative is that accountability to one another, that we're able to accept being called when we're on it. When, on it. When we're... Because we need that. Yeah. Right. When we need the feedback. Absolutely. Um, and are comfortable calling some, you know, calling our partner on it when when they when, need that yeah, feedback from needed. us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, our last episode, we were talking about, you know, some of the characteristics of being a good friend. Good friend. Mm -hmm. And I think we've, you've said about Matt, and I've certainly said about Peg, that you start in a relationship with friendship. Absolutely. And if you can't find the basis for friendship in the relationship, you're never going to find the basis for all of the rest of the things that we define as true love. Um, show me some, you know, show me two people who don't, who aren't friends, you know, who can't laugh at each other and themselves. Um, and you know, I'll show you a relationship that has an expiration date. <laughs> yeah, that has a use by date. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say, Douglas? What would, what, what makes an ideal mate for you? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to cop out here. I, I, I think many of the, the things that you've said far more eloquently than I could <laughs> um, hold true for me as well. Mm. Uh, I've, that said, I don't know that I have had in, a, in any overt, objective way a filter that said, oh, that person would be ideal. Gotcha. I mean, I think it started um, more every strong relationship with the, the two great loves of my life. Mm -hmm. um, both have one characteristic. In common? In common. Okay. And what is that? They started with an appreciation of the other. A liking of, if you will, a friendship with, and a care and concern for. Got it. They didn't start with um, anything physical. That's not where the con that's not where it began, and it took a while to get there. Um, I don't hold that up as a particular badge of, of merit, Honor, right, right. But, but just simply as a matter of, of fact, that it took time to invest, took time to grow and mature uh, the depth of feeling. Mm -hmm. And 
I think that's the best kind. It, it just kept growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in, in the case with Peg, it's it still evolving. Yeah, right. It's right. still evolving. I don't think we yet know. Um, I don't think we've plumbed the depths, if you will, of There of our is no expiration date. Right. Um, and... But if you'd ask me, if you if you just sort of did the lineup and said, you know, here's this person. This is why I always laugh at these sort of dating <laughs> games and shows and the artificiality of it. Because like I the don't. The Bachelor and the Bachelorette. Yeah. How could I? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that works for some people. It doesn't. For me, I mean, I don't think that I um, seriously could find my ideal mate that way. Um, would suggest that I have some kind of archetype in mind. Uh, but I do think that there are, when we, when we find ourselves attracted to people, I think that there are certainly qualities mm-hmm. that consciously or otherwise we look for. Absolutely. And I know, and I, I don't draw comparisons, um, but if I were to compare, I would say that one of those things that I that uh, I looked for and found in Peggy was a generosity of spirit. Mm. You know, the kind of person who, and I'm always amazed when you know I see the manifestations of this, and I see it almost all the time. The awareness of other people, the awareness of other people's feelings, the awareness. She's and the willingness to engage with them. Right. Um, you know, people, it's such a terrible expression. People will say, I'm a people person. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. But, uh, I use that all the time. I love people. <sighs> yeah. They're delicious, like dessert. <laughs> Yum. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, it, you know, in Peg's case, uh, 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 to give her her props... Um, you know, she, it, it, it's just a genuine expression. Right. That She's comes, just naturally comes from her without kind. any editorial oversight. Right. This is how she feels and she relates to and opens up to. And no surprise, people reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And that quality, because I recognize in myself that that's not my natural bent. Mm. I work at that far more. I mean, Peg. It's, it's organic yeah. for her, right? For me, I have to overcome an innate um, sense of being judgmental, mm. and and it comes from being analytical, and it doesn't it doesn't serve me particularly well. But it means that I tend to, it takes me a little bit more before I'm prepared to invest in somebody else. I get it. Big. <laughs> it's nearly instantaneous, right? Everybody's a friend. Yeah. And so I think, that, you know, we, not to try to draw out a generality from my own experience, but I do observe that there are people who are uh, more capable and less capable. But to the larger point, I think there are qualities that we find attractive in people. And, and, and sometimes it's in compensation. I know in my case, that's absolutely mm-hmm. the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is something I'm not naturally good at. Good at. Right. But I'm attracted to and wish I were, and so I, I you know, want that in my life. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those attributes. But I don't have a laundry list, and I, you know, consciously or otherwise. I mean, I think that 
um, uh, maybe some people can are so self-aware and so aware of their uh, what drives them that they can actually articulate those, those qualities. Um, but I think that we have a tendency to to find people that we are attracted to and then discern what the qualities are. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what, whoever it is, is going to be with me. He's going to be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I start with beautiful and we work from there. <laughs> well, if you're not in a relationship now, we hope you find your ideal mate. If you are in a relationship, we hope it's with your ideal mate. Absolutely. But either way, we hope that you will continue to be uh, a member of the extended love, love life, life family. family. Mm-hmm. And um, you're our ideal mate. To quote, uh, uh, we like it just the way you are. So, <laughs> hope you'll be back with us next week for another episode of Love Life. Um, you can reach us if you have some thoughts by writing to us, Alvian at lovelife.digital. Or Doug at lovelife.digital. We want to thank Kamaria and Todd and you.